Phil Murphy, ESPN, with us. Casey going as faves? Kansas City are definitely the favorites. Um, they, they have the most explosive offense. There's a saying, I don't know how uh, elaborate or advanced it is here, but it is, how good is your good? On a good day, what is your ceiling? And I don't think there's any question that on a good day, Kansas City's ceiling is higher than Tampa Bay's. But Tom Brady is as steady as they come at this stage. It's why right now the punter's margin has it about three points in the Chiefs' direction. I think that's going to be basically how this game goes. I think Kansas City will will pinch it by a field goal or so, but I'd be a fool to bet against Tom Brady. Home advantage for Tampa Bay, but without a packed house. Is that a home advantage? Well, I think it is only because for the last month, they've been practicing quite literally in the shadow of Raymond James Stadium. I mean, if you're standing on the Bucks practice field, it's less than a kilometer away. It's flat ground. They've been watching the banners and feeling a little bit of the pressure for the entirety of, of their postseason preparation, not just this game. The Chiefs just landed tw- not even 24 hours before kickoff. So the Chiefs are in a position in which they're just touching down, checking into their hotels, really just getting a feel for the sights and sounds. So while it is a valid point that any Super Bowl isn't really a home field partisan arena, it's a very corporate event with just 25,000 fans. That's even diminished further. But I think the preparation the Bucks have had, staring down the stage, if you will, has prepared them a little bit more. And I think that gives them a little bit of an edge in that regard. Tom Brady, he's already won six. Uh, what, you know, what is the kind of general feeling in your place? Do they, do the, do the average fan want him to win another one of these, or, or, do, or do they more not want Kansas to go back to back? It's so interesting because when he was with the Patriots, they were the evil empire, and if you didn't barrack for the Patriots, you were cheering against them, no matter who they played, especially in the Super Bowl. Since Tom Brady has come to Tampa, and they've gone on this run as something of an underdog. They didn't win their division. They're the first non-division winner to reach the Super Bowl in 11 years. So Brady, in a little bit of an underdog role, having to go on the road, he's generated a lot of neutral support. In fact, he's had some you know funny adverts on the TV this week, and you know people are talking about him on social media. Just seeing him through a new light as this elder statesman of the league and as the underdog in a Super Bowl for him, for the first time since his first Super Bowl, and this is his record 10th, so he's had a few in the interim, people are seeing Brady in a different light. There is, I think, far more neutral support for Brady than you would expect. They've played once already this year. They played once down in Tampa, and Kansas City won there. And as you say, that was actually narrow. It was only by three points. Does that point to anything? I think it does in the sense that the Chiefs' weaponry is just a little bit more robust and diverse than the Bucks have. I, I don't think anyone would disagree. The Bucks have a better defense, though Kansas City's is a little bit underrated. But in that game, Tyreek Hill went for 269 receiving yards, the Chiefs receiver, and three touchdowns on his own. He had more than 200 receiving yards and two scores in the first quarter. That has to play into the mind of the Bucks secondary. But as I said, I, I do see the Chiefs leaning this one. I'd say maybe a, a field goal margin just feels right and even how the punters have the total set at 55-and-a-half, 27-24 isn't that far off. I think it's going to be a similar game in terms of score, a similar margin, I think, a field goal either way. And I think the teams are going to scrutinize the tape. They'll certainly add little wrinkles offensively and defensively. But these teams aren't terribly different from the ones that met in Week 12, which is only, what, eight or nine weeks ago. I think we're going to get a very similar, competitive, compelling game. Phil Murphy out of ESPN for a Super Bowl on tomorrow in Tampa. How do you stop 
Kansas City scoring at least 25, if not 30 points. Yeah, it's tough. Not many teams have. In fact, the two that have really kept both Tyreek Hill and Travis Kelsey, their record-setting tight end, in check were the Falcons late on in the season, and Kansas City still won that game, and the Patriots defense early in the season, and Kansas City still won that game. You're almost reliant on Patrick Mahomes to take a misstep or disguise something in your defense that has him have a little bit of an off read. We saw him struggle in a game against the Dolphins, but if you look at the Chiefs' season this year, only four times was he held, Patrick Mahomes that is, under 60% passing. 60% used to be a phenomenal number. Now it's a baseline for QBs. But Mahomes, in those four games, he had the one loss to the Raiders and three games that were decided by a field goal, one of which against the Chargers in OT. So it all starts with finding a way to pressure Patrick Mahomes. Get to him with your pass rush. Kansas City's the first team in Super Bowl history to not have either of their starting offensive tackles, which are your, your primary blockers for your quarterback, from week one, both of them have since been lost for this game. They're having backups there. So that is a recipe for the Bucks if they can get to Patrick Mahomes, get him under pressure, perhaps force a turnover or two. They've been very opportunistic off turnovers. That's the recipe to stop them. It sounds easy, but of all the teams to play Kansas City this year at full strength, aside from when they took the foot off the gas in week 17 and rested their starters, only one other team has beaten them all year, and it took 40 points for the Raiders to do it. So it is a tall order. Again, that's why they're they're the defending champs, and that's why they're slight favorites in this game. Is this the last time we see Tom Brady in the Super Bowl? We've asked that question probably 100 times already, haven't we? Um, This guy at his age is just remarkable. Yeah, I would say you would think so, but I don't know if many people thought he would get the Bucs to the Super Bowl this year. A lot of people thought, particularly with COVID restrictions on ability to practice in person in the northern summer, uh, which is the NFL offseason, the Bucks didn't have a lot of time to work with Tom Brady as their new quarterback. They kind of started cold. Yet here we are, first week of February, they're in the Super Bowl. A lot of people thought it was a two-year project with Brady. The fact that he was able to navigate through these playoffs and still play at a pretty high level. No one would argue that he's at his physical peak, but if you look at his numbers for the season, 40 touchdowns, just 12 interceptions, 4,600-plus pass yards in the regular season. If he does that again next year, and I don't think their defense is taking a step back, they will be on the short list of favorites to come back and be at Super Bowl 56 next season in Los Angeles. Devlin, Devlin. Okay, let's do the Roman numerals there, Thomas, for 56. What is it? 